You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Military and law enforcement cooperation are taking a toll on ISIS cyber operators. U.S. election hacking retrospective, DDoS in Brussels and Ireland under investigation. A Mirai botnet is available for rent on the cyber black market. ATM skimmers threaten holiday users, and the skimmers are tough to detect. Ransomware hits San Francisco light rail. And no, Anthony Bourdain's foodie show wasn't hacked to get banned in Boston. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, November 28, 2016. It's good to be back. The New York Times has an account of how cooperation between law enforcement agencies, notably the FBI, and U.S. and U.K. military forces have enabled the arrest, or in many cases the battlefield killing, of ISIS social media operators. The Times notes that in a number of cases, the social media operators appear not to have been replaced, which seems surprising given that plausible candidates are apparently out there and available. Perhaps the drone strikes are deterring volunteers, although at least publicly ISIS adherents seem to court rather than avoid martyrdom, so the lack of secession seems curious. In separate actions, French security services have rolled up an alleged ISIS terror ring through, in part, evidence derived from online sources. Some of those arrested were implicated in planning for a series of terror attacks, at least one of which was to have targeted Euro Disney. French authorities view the alleged plots as part of a concerted effort to disrupt and undermine upcoming elections, widely believed to favor right and center-right parties hostile to what ISIS considers its political, religious, and demographic interests. In the U.S., as major and minor political parties allege in a low-grade way, vote hacking and other forms of election fraud, President Obama officially poo-poos the notion that the election was somehow tampered with by anyone. This dismissal seems unlikely to affect litigation over recounts. There's no word yet on how last week's denial-of-service attack on the European Commission was accomplished. Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, notes that the attack coincided with a meeting in Brussels between Ukraine's president and EU officials, but this may have been coincidental. The European Commission has emphasized in its public statements that the attack was quickly contained. It's worth noting that denial-of-service incidents often serve as misdirection for other attacks. This appears to have happened during last December's takedown of a significant section of Ukraine's power grid. Booz Allen Hamilton recently published a walkthrough of that attack in a paper titled When the Lights Went Out. We spoke with Booz Allen's Brad Maderi. 
from an attack perspective, it really occurred over the period of a year through a series of phishing attacks. Started with reconnaissance, identifying potential targets, and you know launching a, a phishing campaign that you know was the entry point into several organizations. From the phishing attack, you know malware and a series of remote access trojans were installed. The adversaries then established a command and control connection and began to harvest credentials. Once the, they had the credentials, they were able to basically laterally move across the corporate network, perform some additional reconnaissance, and then basically move laterally again into the industrial control system network. At that point, the typical security mechanisms that are in place in an enterprise don't necessarily exist in the OT environment. You know, the adversary, you know, developed some malicious firmware and they delivered malware to the environment. And then basically they just scheduled the UPS to be, to be shut down. They tripped the breakers. And at that point, then they turned the lights out. And that set off a series of events that, you know, were difficult to recover from. Was there anything unusual about the Ukrainian system itself? Were they particularly vulnerable compared to other facilities of their type? My, my opinion that it's fairly similar to a lot of environments that we see. And, you know, at the end of the day, when, when people are the weak link, you know, I talk to a lot of folks, even outside of utilities and manufacturing. And I was talking to a client and we were talking about, you know, one of their European, European manufacturing facilities. I said, think about how easy it would be to you know, go on to something like LinkedIn to find your employees in your facility, get a craft, a fairly basic phishing attack, and an operator on a machine to click on the phishing email and either inject, you know, a piece of malware or remote access toolkit or, or even something like ransomware that would potentially bring down a controller or an HMI. So I, I think that these, these environments are all fairly fragile. I think that, you know, in many cases, there's a, there's a big disconnect between the IT and the OT environment and basic hygiene and some security practices that we see in the enterprise aren't in place on OT networks. And I think that they're fairly exploitable. That's Brad Maderi from Booz Allen Hamilton. The name of the report is When the Lights Went Out, Ukraine Cybersecurity Threat Briefing, and it's available on the Booz Allen website. In other DDoS news, router vulnerabilities were exploited last week to disrupt service to some 400,000 webmail users in Ireland. And two hoods using the noms de hack Popopret and Best Buy are renting a Mirai botnet said to contain 400,000 devices. Best Buy, we note, is of course quite unconnected with the well-known big-box electronics retailer. This Best Buy is known for his VIP status in underground markets like the notorious Hell Forum. The botnet need not be rented as a whole. The two impresarios are offering a variety of service levels. Here's one representative sample. Quote, Price for 50,000 bots with attack duration of 3,600 secs, one hour, and five to ten minute cooldown time is approx. three to four K per two weeks, end quote. They decline to say too much about their offerings, security, don't you know, but they make the possibly true but quite unsubstantiated claim to have had access to Mirai source code before it was made generally available. Their version is thought by some security researchers to offer evolved IP address spoofing and some ability to evade DDoS mitigation systems. Popopret and Best Buy are not unknown to threat researchers. They're thought to have been responsible for the GovRat Trojan, which the security company InfoArmor identified in November 2015, and which hit U.S. government and business targets. 
Krebs on Security offers another glimpse into the criminal underground with sales videos for ATM inset card skimmers. The inset skimmers are quite thin and look as though they'd be difficult to detect, so anyone using an ATM is advised to avoid standalone systems, especially those in poorly lighted areas. You're better off going to an ATM permanently installed in a bank. Today, of course, is Cyber Monday, and all online and brick-and-mortar shoppers are advised to exercise due caution and circumspection as they browse and buy. Cyber criminals are also observing the holidays in their own way, and we'll hear from Terbium Labs' Emily Wilson after the break, who can tell us a thing or two about how they celebrate on the dark web. And we close with two notes about hacks, both real and imaginary. Over the weekend, San Francisco's Muni light rail system was hit with HDD Cryptor ransomware that infected scheduling and payment. Those responsible caused this message to appear on ticketing terminals. Quote, you hacked. All data encrypted. Contact for key. Crimptum27 at yandex.com, ID 601. End quote. We predict that you hacked will soon join all your bases or belong to us as a hacker meme. We also note that Yandex is a Russian multinational offering a range of internet services. The crooks have asked for a relatively paltry 100 bitcoin, about $75,000, which so far has not been paid. They issued a follow-up offer to decrypt one machine as a token of capability and good faith, but as far as we know, San Francisco hasn't taken them up on the offer. Remediation is presumably in progress, but until it's complete, the Muni is responding to the attack by opening the turnstiles and letting passengers ride for free. Finally, Thanksgiving evening, that's last Thursday for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the U.S. holiday, it was widely reported and believed that Boston-area foodies who thought they were tuning in to watch Anthony Bourdain's eating show Parts Unknown were instead served up 30 minutes of graphic adult content. The evidence that this happened was a tweet by one Rose, but apparently it never happened, or at least no one else saw it. The cable service RCN, which delivers the CNN feed to Boston, says it's looked into it and found that nothing of the kind occurred. As RCN goes on to say, primly, about Rose, quote, "...only a technical review of the individual's equipment involved could ascertain how this might have occurred. We've confirmed that this one customer account is in proper working order." End quote. So come clean, Rose. And advice to all of us, even if it's tweeted, it ain't necessarily so. But you all knew that, right? Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire.
The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is Emily Wilson. She's the Director of Analysis at Terbium Labs. Uh, Emily, we just got over the Thanksgiving uh, holiday weekend, and of course part of that is Black Friday. And uh, it turns out that Black Friday is actually pretty big on the dark web. It is. So Halloween tends to be the favorite holiday. Halloween and New Year's Eve, incidentally, uh, kind of favorite holidays of the drug vendors. But when it comes to fraud, everyone gets excited for Black Friday. And so... People have big Black Friday sales in the same way that your favorite retailers are out with kind of doorbusters and dropping prices. You have fraud vendors who are offering major discounts on cars just in time for the holidays. So buying up credit card numbers at a, at a you won't believe these prices. Absolutely. And it's funny. I remember last year there were actually uh, kind of comments and forums saying, hey, are you going to do a big sale for Black Friday? I want to make sure that I'm here in time, you know, while supplies last. So the fraudsters on the dark web, are they, are they taking advantage of the massive amount of traffic that happens on, on Black Friday online to, for their own you know, Ill, ill-gotten goods? Absolutely. And, and so I think that's both online, you know, plenty of, of online transactions and also kind of physical corrupted points of sale. You know, you have a massive amount of, of spending going on and a large number of transactions going on, kicking off right around Thanksgiving and all the way through kind of the end of the year and even the first part of the new year. And so Black Friday is a great chance for people to empty their, you know, their current stock and get ready for all of the new cards they're going to add over the next month or two. I see. So they're clearing them out, planning that they're going to get new ones over the holidays as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're buying something at a, a pretty steep discount, you can't complain too much if the validity rates are pretty low. You were, you were mentioning that there's, a, there's sort of a sense of community, that people are actually, you know, decorating for the holidays. It's funny. They do. You know, I remember last year uh, kind of looking forward to seeing what people come up with this year. But, you know, one of the big Russian fraud forums had, uh, you know, snow over their logo and a Santa Claus in the corner. And, you know, people will post with, you know, images or kind of red and green colors. You know, people people do celebrate the holidays. Emily Wilson, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.